What's up, guys? Rachel Lindsay here, and I am teaming up with your favorite Ringer podcasters to deliver the Bravo drama and news that you've been craving on Morally Corrupt. It's the show about all things Bravo, from the housewives to summer house and everything in between. We'll be mentioning it all every week. Check it out on Spotify and theringer.com. This episode is brought to you by Atlassian. Atlassian software like Jira, Confluence, and Trello help power global collaboration for all teams so they can accomplish everything that's impossible alone. Because individually, we're great, but together, we're so much better. Learn how to unleash the potential of your team at Atlassian.com, A-T-L-A-S-S-I-A-N.com, Atlassian. Tap the banner or visit this episode's page to learn more. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. All right, guys, it is a fantastic Monday. I am on a lake in New Hampshire. Jesse, you should be here. Crystal Clear Lake. I mean, if I had gotten the invite, yeah. I have have nothing else to say to you. This Um, house is 10 10 times better house than we thought it was based on the pictures. I would say house 10, ability to describe your VRBO home, two. That's that never literally has never happened in the history of any of those rental properties. It's always worse. You I don't know how you manage such a good thing. There's a loft with a bunk bed. I mean, when I see a bunk bed. with a bunk bed. That's like a dream scenario. I'm more interested be- in the room you're in right now with the ping pong table and the overhead projector. That looks like a fun room. Ping pong, overhead projector. There's some sort of a game thing my nephew is playing. I don't know if it's PlayStation or Nintendo or I don't know what it is, but it's over. <laughs> that's over there too. It's a screen, got, games. Yep. We got a dartboard. We're going kayaking today on the water. It's going to be a heck of a day. Heck of a and motor vehicle. The rest of us, Monday morning dr- drudgery going to work, just blah. And Mike's oh, yeah, over here living the dream in New Hampshire. Wow. Just to be I clear, feel like I'm really to be, talking to Simmons right now. <laughs> just to be clear, you're going to work was walking to your office to do this for an hour, right? It was hard. Sure. <laughs> My legs All right. hurt. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Start uh, us off. A little shorter show today, but that's okay. Fire yeah. it up, J-Bo. Do okay, whatever it is you do on your side. Let's run it down for the good people yep. at home. We got a possible Subway series like we saw in the year 2000. I don't know, but I'm excited. We're going to talk a little baseball. We got that makes me in- nervous. Why do you, why do you know <laughs> why that? Why do I know that? That, that was a bit of a fluke, <laughs> but go ahead. That's impressive. NBA free agency coming up soon, June 30th. We're going to talk about implications. Uh, I, it wasn't on here, but we will talk just a little bit about NBA uh, finals, how it affected some of the guys' pricings. Uh, LeBron James, why is the logo man what it is? We're going to talk more about it. Release week. Uh, we have a few pickups from Michael Geo on his trip up to New Hampshire. Uh, there's been some <laughs> sports news in the fanatics realm that we'll touch on, as well as another interesting article that I think some guys who are nervous about the market right now will f- appreciate. Uh, we're going to talk about upcoming events and, of course, your mailbag. Let's go ahead and hit him with the big picture. That does not sound any better. Ten states away. Really? You can. You're consistent, though. I like that. Yeah. Um, thank you. Just an opening note. You know, I don't love to talk about baseball. I find it to be kind of boring, especially this, like when it gets to the playoffs. I'll pay attention. I just, it's too long. I can't invest yeah. this kind of time. Sure. We will be doing though a very similar breakdown with vintage baseball that we did with vintage football soon, and we're going to do some modern day stuff as well with baseball because, quite frankly, that's all there is. Like we've got the draft coming up, thankfully. We've got the national coming up, so we'll do like a prep show, review show, live show over there, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. But after that, there's not a whole lot going on. Like NBA free agency is great for a week, but it's well, we like, got to get an NBA report as well, MLB and NBA. Yes, like, yes, yes. But yes, yeah, exactly. There's but not- there are some there are some wild things happening. Aaron Judge has 25 home runs. He's only played like 66 games, 67 games. I mean, he's crushing the ball this year. The Yankees are on a pace that is just ridiculous. Aaron like, Judge has played 64 of, games, by the way, even less. Yeah, the, 
the Sox are playing like 700 baseball and they can't get it. They're 13 games back. Like it is insane. Um, however, they're in contention for the wild card and all this is very premature anyways. However, I was then looking, I was like, you know, what's going on in the NL? Cause I never watched that. Uh-huh. The Braves are like 15 and two this month, which is yeah, ridiculous. The Mets have 44 wins. I think the third best record in all of baseball, maybe the second, um, it's an interesting year. Pete Alonso's a dude so many guys fell out of love with just because he had a great rookie season, the 50 home runs, then just kind of got hurt, didn't mm-hmm. do a lot, then quietly had some good seasons. So I am in full preparation now for a Subway series in October. I'm pumped. I'm declaring it <laughs> declaring well, it now. Just go ahead. Wait, how many, where are we in the season? We're like three-fourths or halfway? What would you say? I don't even okay, know. Okay, sweetheart. There's 162 games in baseball. That's what I oh, mean. Oh, and we're, we're only not at 60 even... something. Okay. Yes, that is my point. Too many I games. I see. I see. Um, so this is very premature. However, it would be exciting to see. This is a three-minute open because I just happened to see it on ESPN <laughs> and it got me thinking. It is nice to see the Mets playing as well as they are, and I think when the Yankees are as relevant and as good as they are this season. It's not a bad thing. So, well, if anyone cares, I do have card prices for Aaron Judge and Pete Alonso. If sure. you would Hit like to touch couple. on those. Um, Do you have his tw- what what are we doing though with him? I was I looking know. at his Topps Chrome. Topps Chrome. So rookies. 2019 uh, for 2019, Aaron Judge. Uh, well, 2019 uh, for, is Pete Alonzo. Yep. 2017 uh, for the judge. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Okay. Um, so we're looking at, you know, and these are relatively higher pop counts. Um, 4,200 for Judge, 6,200 for Alonzo. Uh, Judge is coming in PSA 10 up over the last three months, a solid just about 70%. Uh, we'll call it 69%, but not a bad return on the How Judge much man. Is it? Uh, so he's at 124 currently. He, he had gone, actually, at one point, he had dipped all the way down to $39 for that card. Um, here's what's yeah. wi- here's what's wild about that. Just to put that in perspective, the Topps Chrome cards in 2019 of Tatis Acuna was 18, but Tatis Soto, I believe, were both 19, maybe 18, 19. I think mm-hmm. Soto was actually 18. He, he had the update Chrome, dude. Those things were like three to four hundred bucks I mean, for the longest time. I moved a bunch of Tatis PSA 10 base at 400 to 450 when he really got going. With do you much have much pops. baseball right now, like in your collection? No. No, I have some chrome. Nothing nothing crazy. Nope. Okay, I didn't think so. Um, Pete Alonzo is, I mean, as you kind of mentioned, not getting a lot of love. Um, but 60 his pricing's bucks? still up. Uh, ugh, that is very, that would be great. He's at a solid $42 right now. However, for, he's still for up both, 33 for, for Topps Chrome PSA 10s. Topps Chrome PSA 10. Yep, 2019. Wow. Uh, so he started uh, about in March. I'm, I just went back three months on each of them. Uh, so he's up about 34%. He started around $31 and yeah, now at 42. So, I mean, he's moving in the right direction. As you mentioned, he's killing it right now. I think I looked up a few stats on both the guys. Um, and then I looked up just overall rankings for the entire MLB, um, I think Alonzo is actually not, he's doing not just really well with home run leader, but he's also the top uh, runs batted in RBIs, RBI leader, as some yep. will say. Um, and then as far as, here's a question for you though, batting average as it uh, compares to home runs, isn't that, wouldn't that be like a pretty significant uh, no. stat? I would think just because just the amount of hits, some of these guys have is great, but the the actual runs they have compared to that batting average doesn't seem to be as good. So because the batting averages are low, is that your point? Yeah, yeah. Well, those guys are lower. They're not on like that top batting average. Correct. Uh, they they are there, but they're like fifteen. I think Aaron Judge yeah. is like fourteen, and Alonso is like lower than that. No, no concern. They're power hitters. I don't care about their average as much. Okay. Okay. And especially not for the card market. So yeah, my overall takeaway there is it's nice to see the Yankees making noise, despite the fact that the market's been slow. And baseball's actually probably been one of the better markets anyways with cards, just because the prospect market is still so hot. You still have guys getting called up out of nowhere. Jazz Chisholm's another guy for the uh, for the Marlins, who's absolutely killing it right now. Still pretty cheap. I think Pete Alonso, again, playing for the best team, some would argue, in the NL. Crazy cheap money. So I think, I think baseball there are some plays... Is the- 
best sport, performing sport right now, other than hockey as far as card value goes. Which makes sense. Again, we're in the thick of the season. It's going to get the attention because hockey's just about done. Basketball is done, you know, aside from the draft. And then football doesn't ramp up for another month or so. So I think it's interesting. If you're looking to get into baseball, I actually think now is probably a decent time to do it. Like pick the players you like, guys yeah. long-term. I would say I always lean toward guys who are on winning teams, teams that are going to make noise in the playoffs, or at least at least be around at the end of the year. That's always been my issue with Trout. The last half of the, you know, the last month of the season, they're out by 38 games because that team's brutally bad, and guys are spending huge money. Although Trout is on an absolute tear right now, um, so yeah, I would say if you're looking to get into the baseball market, prospecting is great. If you're familiar with it, if not, I think there's a lot of established stars right now who are having great seasons, and their prices don't reflect that because the market's down. Paul Goldschmidt's another guy, and then the three for Boston are having great seasons. J.D. Martinez, Xander Bogarts, and Devers are all top 10. I think three of them are top five in average, and they're all top 10 in hits. So, anyways, you know I don't want to talk about it. Well, ever bored. since we did talk about baseball, uh, the last time we talked about baseball, which I think it was because we were talking about how badly the Angels were performing, ever since yep. then, they've really turned it around. I mean, they, they still have still a long way to Still under 500, go, but, though. Yeah. But I mean, here's what's tough. And here's what's tough about that, though. You've got the Astros playing phenomenal. The Yankees are off the charts. The Red Sox are like five or six games above 500. They're in fourth place in their division. And the Indians are having a good... Or not the Indians. The... What is Cleveland's team now? Uh, the Cleveland... The Guardians. Cleveland oh, yeah. Guardians of the okay. Galaxy. So... Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Um, Anyways. Okay, cool. NBA free agency. Yeah, tell me about free agency and why I care about it. And as so here's it the only reason. the card market. Yeah, every year we see some significant moves... And again, this is one of those situations where free agent signings, you're talking all hype, because obviously we haven't seen them on the court with these with the new team. Hype is going to be the biggest driver in the market as opposed to, you know, seeing a guy actually get on the court and play. So the NBA and the NBA, by the way, on the card ladder index is has gotten hammered. Oh, and like in yeah. the week since we've talking to Chris, spoken to Chris or talking to Chris, talking whatever to you want to say. He needs a good talking to. It is down even more. It's down like 10% now over the past, what is it, 45 Almost. or 60 days? Yeah. That's tough. NBA free agency and the draft, like those two events, you may see some big names start to move teams. People will get hyped up and excited, which means we'll start to see, you know, potentially some price changes. So I just kind of went off the list of like some of the big free agents or potential free agents. Mm-hmm. Um, so Zach Levine was one of the top across the board. But it's the Bulls came out and said they're actually about done. They're about to sign him to the Supermax. He's staying in Chicago. And he's not the most hobby-relevant guy anyways, never has been. So to me, that's kind of a non-thing. If he stays in Chicago, good for him. Yeah. No one cares. Like it doesn't. But there are a couple other big, big moves here. I say big, could be big moves. Um, so Bradley Beal is the most, to me, the most one of the most, if not the most exciting guy on this list. Super talented offensive. Like, this is the type of guy who can do things on the court that would make his card values explode because he can score in bunches. He's going to average 28 to 30 points. He's going to drop 50 once in a while. I actually think he's a really good competitor, too. But he's been wasting away in Washington. Like, mm, the Wizards yeah. have done nothing but made their winning percentage disappear. You see what I did there? Wizard. Oh, because it's like a magic trick because they're wizards. Because wizard. Um, I have not even heard rumors, though, of where he may go. But I think that is a guy. If Beal got moved to a team that was in contention of any kind, I think his card values, the minute, and and I don't even think it would take anywhere near him getting on the court. I think the day he signs with a competitive team, his card values take a nice jump. Because, hey, we're going to finally see this guy play some competitive basketball in the postseason. What's funny is, was there any, it it must have to do with the news about uh, free agency because there, he had a spike as of yesterday in his card price. So there's 2012 PSA 10. um, uh, The prism card is $140 right now, but that's a spike. It's been around like $109. In fact, that's the highest it's been since uh, like April. So I don't know if that has anything to do with it, but obviously some guys are thinking along the same lines. Maybe he could go to a team where he could actually do something. Yeah, the other nice thing with him is, and he's a 2012 rookie, so you're going to have a bunch of lower pop count cards. Even his base stuff is super low pop. First year prism stuff obviously is a little bit bigger. So I like, I I do, I think Bradley Beal, 
However, what would be catastrophic for his card value is he, if it is if he just comes out with, oh, I'm signing a max to stay with Washington. And then, poof, I've made my career disappear. See what happened there? Wizard joke. That's two. <laughs> I did see it. I, You know what's funny? I saw it in slow motion because your internet broke up so badly that it went like really slow. It was Abracad- kind of great. Abracadabra, Abracadabra bro. Amazing. Uh, but All bottom right. line with bottom line, bottom line with bottom line, oh Bradley God. Beal. It, there wasn't even, even any reason invest, to say, not even any reason to say the first bottom line. And you worked in two line, somehow. Because we're about to move off of Bradley Beal. And so the bottom line <laughs> with Bradley Beal would be, oh, if you're going to invest in him, that that's one thing. But he's still 10 years into his career. He's probably not ever going to be like, you know, a major superstar, would you say, at this point? No, no. If he okay. goes to the right team and they win a championship next year. He is all of a sudden, yeah, this is the guy who is on top of his game. Unbelievable. Look at this guy once he had a, play, a team around him. Okay. Um, yeah. All right. Who's your next guy? Okay, the next two, I, I know they're great on the court. I don't think they're going to do anything to help their value. DeAndre Ayton, I, I don't think, has any shot of being super relevant in the hobby, in hobby value, so I'm not wasting my money. And he's on the Suns. Where is he supposed to go that is going to have him be anywhere more playoff relevant than the Suns that just finished Aren't they the number one team in basketball? I think they won the most games in the league this year. So I have no use for DeAndre Ayton. Okay. James Harden, another guy, he's got a player option to stay in Philly. I mean, I I, I just, I don't, I don't know what I'm doing with James Harden either. I don't think you're going to get burned with Harden stuff if you have it. You've he's never a been famer. a big Harden fan. No, because he doesn't win big games. Like, what am I supposed, and he, I just think yeah. he's overall, sp- and especially now that they've changed, I'll tell you, he is the one guy in this league the the whole rules about flopping and trying to just do anything you can to get offensive fo- or foul calls so you can get to the line, he has for sure taken it on the teeth more than anybody with that. It has completely changed his game. He's brutal to watch. Hmm. It's weird. So I don't care about him. However, Mike just popped in with some breaking news. I don't even know if it was breaking news. It was news <laughs> to me because I've been laying around for three days. You, wait, wait, wait. It Ka- was news to you? You acted like you knew. Are no, you, no, no, I knew Ky- so Kyrie, Kyrie Irving has a player option, but Mike said, you know, let's, let's just let Mike say it. Yeah. So Shams from the athletic today is reporting that the Nets and Kyrie are currently at an impasse and it's clearing the way for him to potentially leave this summer, whether he declines his player option, leaves in free agency, or he opts in and then they trade him somewhere. I just, I don't, he's another guy now granted with Kyrie, like, where is he going to, I mean, the Nets. He's leaving KD. It's a, a potentially leaving KD. I just don't know. Like, I have a bad attitude about Kyrie anyways. But, like, if I'm a team on the on the cusp of winning a championship, like, I wouldn't want him anywhere near the Celtics. I wouldn't want him anywhere mm. near Miami. Like, Miami's a great team. You know, Milwaukee. I don't want him going near any of these places because I think he brings so much baggage and nonsense with him. And, again, this is a guy that didn't show up at all in the playoffs this year. And there's off-court issues. with Not even issues. There are off-court things that become distractions for him. So, the only reason I see, I see or the only scenario where I think, hey, Kyrie could get a massive spike is we see a sign-and-trade where there's a sign uh, they both you know, he signs with the Nets and then gets traded to a team that makes a ton of noise. But I don't really know what like honestly, I don't know what team that is. I, I'm okay. Like I don't know. You didn't really make it work with Durant. Who else are you going to make it work with? Yeah. Um, like I think it'd be awesome. Honestly, just because I'm I, I don't care about this team at all, and I think it'd be fun to watch. I would love to see him end up like in Dallas. Like let him and Luca just go crazy and score 180 points a night together. It's never gonna happen. I think it'd be fun to watch, though. I think it'd be insane. By the why way, do you think no it would never happen? You're not. Why, you don't need a point guard, and if you did, you're not putting him next to Luca. There's no way. Like that okay. would be, yeah, disgusting. Well, you're you're teasing with some fun ideas. It just I don't like that. I don't <sighs> care for a tease. All right. So the last guy I want to talk about just briefly, uh, Colin Sexton. Now, Colin Sexton's a restricted free agent. I would imagine he stays in Cleveland at least another year. But we've seen Sexton be very competitive. He plays plays very good defense. I actually think he's an awesome young player. Again, super young, very raw, but can score, can play both sides of the ball. If he got traded to a team that was all of a sudden in playoff contention, again, I think guys would just look at him and be like, yeah, he's very undervalued for where he is. I think it'd be awesome to see him go to a team where he was going to contribute to a uh, uh, some sort of a deep playoff run. So 
That's it. Um, there are more guys. We're not going to talk about everybody. We'll do it in the next couple of weeks. We're 10 days away from the deadline. So as rumors start kicking up, we'll kind of talk more about that. Before we pull completely off of NBA. Um, well, actually, we're already segueing into this. so It works fine. The triple logo man coming up. Yep. Fi- what is it? Sunday, I think. Right. Yep. Yep. Um, that is about to end. It's at uh, oh, with might, the be sa- juice. Hey, might be Saturday. It's five oh, it days Saturday? away. I think it's I Saturday. I looked it up. I thought it was Saturday. Okay, I'll look it, it up. Doesn't matter. Sure. Ends but, this weekend. But it's at uh, with the juice. It's like a, a little over two million right now. What were? Do you remember off the top of your head what our last guesses were for that? Three point five and four point two without the yes, juice. Without the juice. Yeah. So, so with no juice right now, it's at one point eight. That is the high bid. One point eight million. It's going to be wild to me if that closes under two million. I think it'd be kind of funny, actually. I. But here's here's what's really interesting is that. While that card is going up, his actual like rookie, like the 2003 Topps Chrome PSA 10, is continuing to fall. Um, well, this card, hang on, hang on, that's not true. This card is not going up. This card was valued at five to six million, according to experts. Well, okay, so, so to be like fair, this card is- the experts are also the people who want the card to sell. So it's kind of hard to say. But like, this isn't how I get valuable what you're saying. that opinion is. I get that, but this isn't a card that has any history of sales either, so it's not Agreed. on an upward trend. His stuff well, in mean, general is crashing. Just the fact that it would be this high, because I mean, there's several people who have said they don't even necessarily care for this card. Uh, just in general, not like a like, hey, the the card's stupid or whatever. It just doesn't look all that great to some people. But that being said, I don't know if there's going to be. I, I feel like my guess now. I'm backtracking. I feel like the four point two was way too high. And honestly, I'd be surprised if this thing does make it over like three or two and a half million before the juice. So I mean, I'll be interested to see. I I, I don't really know how these things work with auctions at high end. A guy's just waiting to get in the last minute. I don't know. Well, it is interesting though. This is uh, something I was going to kind of say when we talked more about uh, the fanatics news, but it kind of segues nicely. So I was looking into just overall card news. Um, and CNN Business put out a, uh, an article actually just a few days ago um, entitled, Where Do You Put Your Money in a Bear Market? Because I think we talked about in the last week, you know, a lot of crazy stuff going on in the economic world, crypto world, supply chain world, a lot of things that could uh, potentially be bad for people with money. What they were talking about, though, is uh, a little bit of what I mentioned a few months about, uh, month, months ago about inflation. They said, wine, art, in baseball cards were places to put your money uh, like for higher end goods, just because typically like I, I think I had mentioned that inflation typically does not infect uh, affect collectibles uh, to the same degree as like stocks or, or crypto or anything else that we've seen uh, been so volatile lately. So uh, that's just, I, I do think that that kind of plays a part in this, auction right now and other high-end pieces of collectible sports cards is just because people are looking for maybe a safe haven for their money, uh, something to put their money into right now that's not going to have like the risk of dropping another 10 or 20% over the next few months. So uh, I don't know. That was just a theory, but it's it's still interesting nonetheless that uh, there are articles out there promoting baseball cards as a safe investment right now. Yeah, that is. I didn't know that. I think that's true, you know, but I think the danger there is people coming in and just throwing money at cards. Oh, 100%. Yeah, I think yeah. there's still, yeah. So I, I, yeah. And, and I don't uh, and think I would come in off the street and throw money at this particular card, anyways, quite frankly. I'd oh, go, no. I'd go super high end, rare vintage. Well, and that, but that's the thing. There are a lot of people coming into this market with money that they know nothing about. And that's, it is, I do appreciate that the article pointed out that, hey, be wary of anything that you're investing in, but specifically sports cards if you have no idea, um, which, you know, I think that's been one of the biggest things we've preached on this podcast from the beginning, especially since I knew nothing, is before you go and invest in anything or buy anything, do some research first because it's not going to necessarily be the the best investment if you if your guy stinks or his hype dies. Oh, well, there you go. That's some fina- phenomenal financial analysis. Oh from my goodness! Your cash <laughs> cash boy, cash boy. Look at all the hats um, you look at all the hats you wear. Very I impressive. Have, thank you so much. Hey, by the way, 
how late were you up last night? You you had like the sleepy voice, and I don't think I ever recall you having a sleepy voice after like it's nine thirty your time when we started this thing. I feel great. I don't know what you're talking about. I, I, I just, just I went to bed at like nine thirty last night. Really? You did you sleep in? A little bit. I'm on vacation. I just I know. I just not even on vacation. I've been on vacation with you, and you will still very often. You will sleep in occasionally, but very often you guys still wake up early. So I just nine thirty and still sleeping. I just was concerned. I wanted to make sure you were doing okay. I was up hours before you would ever even think about getting out of bed. <laughs> How dare you? All right, let's talk not about wrong. some release week. I just want to talk about 2021 Optic Contenders football. Give me the numbers, numbers boy. Uh, so see what I did? At, do you see? Do you see what happened I there again? I saw it, man. I get numbers, cash boy. It feels really good. Uh, Panini Contenders Optic Football Hobby Box is selling for six hundred dollars as of this Wednesday. Whew. Okay, yeah. So that's what that was my question. Is that that's high, right? So give me the. I'm going to talk about it for just a minute. Give me the price on 2020. Same box. Do you want you first off the line? By the way, nope. I just want hobby. Okay. So um, the Optic hobby Contem- box is 1250 for 2020. Last year? Yeah. What? Over double. I guess that makes me feel less bad. I think they're both too high. I Optic Contenders is one of the aesthetically one of the best looking products of the year. It's a deep checklist, and although it's good at the top end, there's a ton of autos in there. I man, that is to me again not a new take, but a strictly breaking product. I would not break a personal box of that if you paid me. I think you're going to get absolutely murdered. Wasn't that one of the products that when we put out that poll that guys like were surprisingly really in love with? No, that was Contenders. So this is oh, this contenders. is like Contenders, but this is an acetate, really nice finished Contenders product. Got it. Okay. Yep. Again, great product. I'm breaking it all day. Team breaks, PYTs, all that. I think it's awesome. I do, and I, I actually really, really like the product. I don't mess with this on a personal level. Do you mess with it in a break or no? Like, will you buy into breaks? Yo, that's what I just said. Yeah. yeah. Oh, well, all I PYTs, you, all random teams. Okay, I didn't know if you were actually buying into breaks yourself on that. Okay, because um, I think I'm sure guys are going to be on the app selling it, and I've been just. Re- I just now I just buy into breaks like all the time. Uh, I I have so many stacks of cards that I need to figure out what I'm doing with them. Um, but yeah, I, I just want to know if I'm wise. buying. Them. I I am doing something with them. There is a there's a method to the madness. If nothing else, you know that beautiful wall art that I've m- many times discussed the the tables and the placing I, the I'm cards a- and the menagerie yep. of. Oh, it's going to happen one of these days. It's going to be beautiful. Speaking of, didn't you see? Oh, we're, we're, we're still, we have another release. Dang it. It was going to no, be a good. nice segue into your trip. Okay, great. Go to it. Go to the next release. Do you want to talk about that? Chronicles stop being, Racing? Uh, I'm, stop being dictated by this sheet. You had a nice segue. Go to your segue. Oh, you said go to the next release. Do the thing, Jesse. I can't be more clear than that. <laughs> well, if you had said do the thing, I would have known what you meant. I was going to say, segueing from the nice menagerie table of cards, you were at a card shop where they did that, but it wasn't just any card shop. It was someone that we know, we've heard of. I never actually met the... Oh, I had met him once. Yeah, I went to the card shop. It's in Columbus, Ohio, Card Collector 2. That was Ryan's shop. Ryan was not there, although he did message me after, which was nice of him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I got absolutely hosed on the box of Inception I bought. I got a $5 auto. Thanks for nothing, Ryan. I did buy a Gale <laughs> Sayers PSA 6 rookie I was happy about. Um, Hannah, though, very telling statement. I brought Hannah with me. She said it was the nicest, cleanest, and newest looking shop she has ever been to. Had, she didn't go into Nash card, so that's... Actually, so it actually looks a lot like Nash. There's like a common area in the middle with tables, but it's just like a clean new building. It Does was it actually nice to be an area, like a comfortable area. Cause it feels like a lot of, like when we were at Bleecker, when we were at Nash cards, these places keep, and I love this, that they've got like comfortable chairs, like recliners, even like just place to hang out in a table in front of you to rip cards and open packs and stuff. Was that something they had or no? I don't know if they had couches. I know they had plenty of tables though. They had a ton of wax, ton of singles. Okay. Yeah, if I if I had more time, I probably would have sat there and ripped more. Um, I also was told by your wife that she got me a pack of Lion King cards. So correct. I yep. do not want her opening those. Does she know that? Does she know not to open them yet? 
She may open one of them, but she's that's not fine. opening both. Not yeah, okay. Thank goodness. Don't worry about it. Okay, yep, that's a big safe. deal. Um, all right. Did you want to continue on your trip up the coast, I made or a, do you want to go back? Made a couple purchases while I was okay. on, just hanging out. So I bought the Gale Sears I just talked about. Also on Card Shop Live app at auction, I think I got it cheap. I got a Ladanian Tomlinson auto from like 2008, Jersey auto, 55 bucks. I know he's not a quarterback. That seems incredibly cheap to me for a top 10 all-time type guy at his position. I was excited about LT Ladanian Tomlinson, not Lawrence Taylor. Oh, Take LT. It easy, Jesse. No, yes. no, I'm, I know LT. He was in my uh, Waterboy. My big purchase, though, bought a 1957 Bob Cousy PSA 2.5 rookie. Looked a lot better than that. With tax and everything on eBay, I paid $800, which I think is what a two normally would go for. The plan, though, is I'm going to break that card out of the holder. I'm going to send it to Denton so he can prep it and send it to Bob Cousy for me to get autographs in person. LT from Waterboy was Lawrence Taylor. It wasn't Ladanian Tomlinson. I'm sorry. Everybody knew that. Um, no, they didn't. Last, last thing of note for me, I don't know why it's happening now. A lot of influencers have gone away because they've realized how useless and bad at this they are. So they've left the hobby, which is awesome. For Actually, some reason, name I, one. I couldn't no. think of any. You have can't you name any. This? Have you, I'm trying not to be mean and name names anymore. I'm a nice oh, person okay. on the show now, and there'll you be no are. jokes or insults. Thank you. <laughs> well, no jokes? Do you, do you want check tape? Um, <laughs> you haven't joked once. We checked it. Not a joke. On, tic- on TikTok lately, I've had a couple oh, of guys. TikTok. Have you seen these guys popping up on there? Like, Dude. I just bought this card for a thousand. All, let our me TikTok just, is all that now. It's so annoying. Let me just tell you right now. If you ever see somebody start a video with, I paid X and I sold it for 30 times or 20 times. And if Trust you that person. If you buy into my program, I'm going to show you how to do it. That person is a clown. Like, I don't know why this new breed of, of donkeys have popped up now saying they're going to teach you how to like. First of all, I would love to see these guys portfolio in the last six months. I can tell you right now, myself and most people I know have gotten crushed in the last six months on our singles investments. It's been a crazy tough market. Even all-time greats who never lose money like Michael Jordan are way down. Kobe, LeBron, Brady cards are down. Uh, I mean, literally the entire market just about is down right now. Even alt cards like Marvel Entertainment, almost everything is down. And now all of a sudden, for some reason... I'm seeing my Insta reels and TikTok and Facebook lives just infected with people who are. T- I just I honestly, I don't ever, think it's new. If, I think they've been there. You, all right, let me finish here. If you ever see these things, though, no, some of these are new because I just saw the. I, I know the names and I know they just started. That's what I'm saying. There is a new wave of these people popping up. It's like they're not making money flipping cards, so they're going to make money selling information on to tell you how to lose money on cards. Just don't oh. buy it, please. There is no reason to buy into that. That's the all. strategy overall. I see what you're saying. Yeah, that is a yes. terrible play. Um, I I do want to point out one thing that I just now realized. We never talked about uh, the the NBA Finals guys. The report that yeah, didn't we'll do, and Max we'll do, said. We'll do it. We'll do it next show. That's fine. Okay. All right. Cool. This episode is brought to you by Hotels.com. I was traveling internationally last year. I was in Mallorca. I didn't know the island well. I said, let me head to the north, head towards the water. Let me go on Hotels.com and see what they have available. Something preferably on the beach, maybe even a gym. Not only did I get those things, there was a kid's session with exercise, gymnastics in the water, pony rides, a train. It had everything, and I didn't even want any of those things. But at least I knew they were there just in case I changed my mind. And now finding the perfect hotel has never been easier thanks to the Hotels.com app. Whether you're looking for a family-friendly, right, all-inclusive or a relaxing spa weekend, you can find exactly what you need and compare hotel prices, ratings, and amenities side-by-side. So start planning your next getaway and find your perfect somewhere in the Hotels.com app. This episode is brought to you by Anytime Fitness. We're not all professional athletes, but we all have health goals. That's why Anytime Fitness gives you access to personalized plans and support from a coach. Plus, you can track your training, nutrition, and recovery progress with the Anytime Fitness app, just like the pros. With 24-7 access to more than 5,000 gyms worldwide, get more from your gym membership. Visit anytimefitness.com to try it for free today. Terms, conditions, restrictions, all apply. 
See website for details. This episode is brought to you by Hotels.com. I was traveling internationally last year. I was in Mallorca. I didn't know the island well. I said, let me head to the north, head towards the water. Let me go on Hotels.com and see what they have available. Something preferably on the beach, maybe even a gym. Not only did I get those things, there was a kid's session with exercise, gymnastics in the water, pony rides, a train. It had everything, and I didn't even want any of those things. But at least I knew they were there, just in case I changed my mind. And now finding the perfect hotel has never been easier thanks to the Hotels.com app. Whether you're looking for a family-friendly, right, all-inclusive or a relaxing spa weekend, you can find exactly what you need and compare hotel prices, ratings, and amenities side by side. So start planning your next getaway and find your perfect somewhere in the Hotels.com app. Fanatics news, basically they hired a CEO. And why is that news? Because people kind of assume that uh, Luber was in charge. I, is that was that your assumption that Luber was in charge? Yeah, I think that was the overall feeling I had from that. He's got the guy who's going to run the sports card division. That was certainly how it was pitched to us. He is still on as the CVO, the chief vision officer. Mm-hmm. But I don't know what that actually means. And of course, a CEO is, you know, well, kind of a more clearly defined role. Well, and that's why, like, I always wondered, like, when the news first came out, I was thinking, like, well. Of course, there would be a CEO. There's always going to be a CEO. It, it, does that? I don't know if that necessarily changed anything, but I think the overall consensus is everyone just assumed Luber was in charge of things. And um, from what this report says is that he is going to remain in his CBO role and be still in charge of Zero Cool. Um, however, all of that still funnels up to this guy. His name is Mike Mahan. Um, he is basically going to be in charge of all things fanatics collectibles. And that includes tops, physical and digital cards, candy, digital, uh, and then of course, zero cool as well. The, the interesting note, and I talked to, um, Luber's main go-to AC about this, and she does say that he is a collector of things. Um, I think he has cards, but he has other collectibles as well. The guy himself is relatively young, but he has really no experience in the hobby, which I've no I saw on a number of social posts when this came out that some guys are actually kind of happy about it to see what he can do for this space because he was in like broadcast television. He was like he basically headed up um oh Dick Clark's broadcast company, and they they're the ones who put together like Golden Globe Awards, the Billboard Music Awards, things like that. So it does make me think, like, are we going to see other big events uh, that will be having the card hobby as the main center focus? I I think that would be cool. I think it would at least garner a lot more attention from the general public, um, which is, of course, what everyone's been trying to do uh, for years now. But the overall idea is that he should hopefully be able to focus all of the collectible side of fanatics and uh, continue to make sure I like this, that they, they put this catch line in there. It says fanatics as Mahan will be in charge of the long-term health of the business while also maintaining the integrity of the hobby for today's collectors. So I just, I, I just we'll very see. simple. I would like to get Mike on here to talk about it. If he's going to, have this much of an influential role in the oh, landscape. Yeah. I would love to get, so if anybody from Fanatics is listening, we got, we're going to reach out to our people uh, even more and try to get him on because I think it'd be cool for the hobby to hear from him directly. So Yeah, speaking even if he of, knows nothing about the hobby, I still want to talk to him about the business plans. And speaking of big events, Bleaker had that live night the other night at the Red Bull Stadium in New York. That oh, yeah. is an awesome thing for the hobby. Like live during, I think there was a soccer game happening at the time. Maybe not. I don't remember. But like huge trade show on the outside. Like that mm-hmm. is the type of direction I think you're going to see things start going. So make sure if you're not following bleaker trading, they're, they're getting really involved with doing these type of big events. I think it's pretty cool. So, um, uh, 100%. We have big news in Atlantic city, uh, coming this is the up first the show f- actually, since the news came out, right? We haven't actually talked about this before. Correct. So you okay. may have seen Panini pushing this invitation and the tickets will go on sale this week. It looks like on Panini America.net. So Friday night, we'll be hosting a after card show event. Uh, it's, gonna, it's called the 
Prism, Panini Prism NFT party. There will be a ton of NFTs, giveaways, all that kind of stuff. There will be live signings and athletes there to be announced. Uh, there will be some kind of a trade night type thing as well, but it is not a trade night. It's a little bit more of a social event than that. Uh, there will be free product being given out, physical product as well. Uh, me and Chris Costa from uh, from Card Vault and Big Night Breaks are going to be ripping some product live. Um, so I would say keep your eye open this week for the event. It is it, it, we are renting out the whole place. So to be fair, all, me and Chris Costa will rip product live. You will also be there. That's that is more accurate. As a matter of fact, thank you. Um, yeah, we're excited. It's at the Hara's place in Atlantic City. Like the said, we've rented what? Out the, we've rented out the whole pl- Hara Hara's. What Hara? Hey, Mike, come on for a second. How do you pronounce the thing that Mike's trying to say right now? Hara's Harris. Thank you, Mike. No, whatever. I don't care about Atlantic <laughs> City. If I'm being honest, I could care less. Okay. I, yeah. Harris, Harris, Hurras, whatever. Flair, Fleer. It's all We the same. will be there Friday night starting at 7 o'clock. Again, we have rented out the place, so it is not going to be like a nightclub scene. It's going to be a card nerd out scene. And we're going to have a lot of fun with it. So I would say keep your eyes open on Panini this week. Just to be clear. No, actually, you know what? I've been cl- I've been clear enough. Horrors <laughs> is going to be awesome Friday night. I have nothing else to say about it. Keep your eyes open on Panini this week for tickets. I think Mailbag that's a great, and let's go. I'm going back summary. to vacation. Give me okay. like three questions. Let me go. Not Why to don't you my get recorder. your dad on this podcast on Thursday's podcast? He's got to come on for a second. My recorder's going to die. I just let's go. Ooh, get more batteries between now and then, please. All I right, absolutely, we'll do that. Mailbag. Um, we have a few questions. Actually, our first mailbag question does not come. From the Facebook. It comes from the email from the website. Guys, we have a website. We don't talk about it very much. Uh, we probably should. We have merch on there and other links to sponsors and things like that. Um, but one of the questions that we occasionally get still sent through the website was this from Jason Chung. Jason asks, what's the best way to shop around for PYT break prices? He says, I've been finding value in cheaper teams like the Titans, Saints, and Seahawks in NFL Prism. Mike, I thought that was a good question. Do you have any thoughts? He just answered it. Shop around. <laughs> Look at what people have different things listed for. But basically, just go after teams that don't have as good of rookies. Is that ultimately? No, I think that's no, I think that's a horrible idea. He's talking about getting good value, though. Like maybe the Titans are $30 one place and 15 another. Yeah, be selective. If you have time to shop around a little bit, you can always find gaps in pricing on teams. Okay. All but right, no, I'm enough. not buying teams with no good rookies. What's the point? Like, I, I don't, I, I'm, ch- I'm in there to chase the big rookies. Other guys are in there to chase their PC team or to chase certain vets, and that's fine. Or just to find good value. I'm fine with all those things. But well, yeah, shop like around, be selective. It seems like there's a good middle ground, though. Like, for instance, the 2021 Prism NFL product that just came out. I did get that Burrow card that was actually and that is actually one of the few cards that has held most of its value. It's still around four hundred dollars. But it's just like he's not a rookie in that product. I would think, though, if you got another similar case where there was a really good rookie class, maybe the year before and you got that team, maybe or or is that pricing still going to be? inflated for say the for burrow because guys are still going to be chasing him in 2021 yes is your question are the Bengals going to be a little bit more expensive in 2021 because people are still chasing second year borrow cards the answer to that would be yes there's a little bit of value there they also have a top five guy and the rookie Jamar class with Chase, Jamar Chase. Sure. yeah but but yes Second, I mean, like the Bucks could have no rookie of at, at all to speak of, but guys are going to chase them because they have Tom Brady potential. Okay. So yeah, there's some value in the vets, but you just be selective on your pricing. Absolutely. All right. Um, thank you for using the the website, Mister Chung. Back to the Facebook. Hey, let's and let's fly through this because I, I okay. my recorder is going to die. So just read the question. Let's bang them out. All right, here we we go. John Dudley, if you had to buy one of the top Series 2 SPs at current market prices, no way I am at current prices, he says, but say you had to, which one would you choose? J-Rod at $280, Witt at $250, or Torkelson at $100? Torkelson at $100 is a steal to me compared to the other values. Next. Tyler Rodriguez wants to know, when buying parallels, do you consider color match and serial numbers like jersey match? I don't consider them for myself personally. I don't care. But yes, a color match that matches the color of the jersey and the refractor on the card will sell for more. Jesse Gibson's 1 of 25 borrow will outsell the 2 of 25 borrow. 
I don't necessarily care, but the market has determined those things add some extra value. Next. I don't think I remember hearing about the color match before. I heard about the number match. That's interesting. All right. Ethan next. Shinky is investing in LeBron's rookie now a smart move. They are so much cheaper than last year. Do you think there's still room to fall even lower, though? A little bit more room to fall because we're going into the offseason and they have made no moves to speak of. I would hold off and do it a little bit later. John Boren, what sports or players do you think we're seeing bottom out? I think football is just about there, and the majority of baseball has as well. I think the big drops are coming with basketball and hockey in the offseason. Second year F1 is still taking a beating, and WWE has really bottomed out. Seems like soccer has also kind of bottomed out right now, because I think at some point in the next in the upcoming months, we're going to start seeing hype around World Cup. So yeah. there you go. Um, I do want to point out one thing. He did note also stuff seems to be declining at lower rates. Um, it is interesting that this is similar to what the stock market did as far as like it declined lower. Like it's, it stopped declining as, as quickly. However, when it did reach a new low, that's when we saw like last week, it just dropped suddenly. So just be leery that things can still fall from there and then drop very, uh, precipitously. I think that's the right yep. word. Big one. Greg Maclean. Hang on. Did you have any pickups? Because I already talked about mine. That's his question. Okay. I did not have a pickup. Uh, I've just been buying breaks on the app. So I, I actually, I do have pickups, but they're just countless and nothing really big to mention. Um, all right. Back to the game. Tim Farmer. What are three things all good hobby shops do well? So variety. Singles graded low-end high-end raw and wax is a must good customer service and a personable employee to actually speak to that is a huge turnoff pet peeves when they don't have things priced out when they are not prepared to sell you ask about a card they kind of give you a price and you haggle well you know i don't really know if i even want to sell that you know when their pricing is just egregious a lot of those and when the places are dirty like just clean your shop up it's 2022 what are we doing what what about like when you said pricing though? I noticed this when we went to a few places out in LA, and uh, since then it's kind of been more clear to me. You, how do you even have pricing on cards because they change so much so often? That's fine. Then be prepared, be prepared to tell me the price if I ask you. Yeah, okay. hang on two seconds. I'll check it right now. Boom. Fair enough. Brandon Underwood. That's my mom's maiden name. I'm wanting to get a Bill Walton card or two, but I'm on a budget for Hall of Fame guys. Would you would a raw or low graded rookie be better or would a higher graded non rookie vintage card be a better buy? That's a good question. I still I still like the graded. I mean, unless there's a crazy discrepancy in price. But if all things are equal, I still like the just a rookie card, even if it's a lower grade. Which, uh, Michael Arias, which would you choose? Are a rookie card pink refractor PSA 10 or a non-rookie card on card auto out of 99? I mean, the pink refractor is probably going to be a relatively low pop, so I'll go with that. I like the rookie. Oh, I skipped over Ryan Erickson. Thank you very much. That's right. We we only Uh, got time for one or two more anyways. I would say go to the bottom. short. Okay. Okay. Um, his, Aaron, his is not his is not short. Short question. Short question. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Aaron Hernandez. No, we are. Well, let's ask it anyways. Aaron Hernandez with Fanatics hiring a new CEO with a television background. Do you think it's kind of an old school mindset to be leading the hobby into the future? I mean, isn't the hobby built on the backs of old school people? I mean, I don't know. I don't think it's a, a bad idea. That was kind of mine too. And I mean, it, it, sometimes too, we get this mindset of like, well, TV's like this old, like it's just dead. Like, n- no, there's still a lot of like new TV programming that's coming out. Like television is still mainstream media. So I don't well, know. I don't want some guy who comes over here who's like directing shows on Twitch. I can tell you that. So, yeah, I mean, I'm not going to go out and watch like a, a show on TBS or something, but I've got like all the streaming, cha- like Hulu, Netflix, you know, Amazon Prime, all that kind of stuff. And so I, I would say, like, if he has any kind of experience with broadcasting, uh, yeah. that's where the general public is going to be. Uh, you know, that's where your main audience is going to be that we want to hit, I would guess. So, uh, Zach Dingus, that's not how you pronounce it, but I still like it. Dinges, maybe? <laughs> it's Is it challenging to sell a four to five figure card to vendors at a card show? Solid question. Going to my first show this weekend and trying to gauge what I should bring to sell or trade. 
It can be. And here's the thing to remember, too. You're giving away 20 to 30% margin when you're selling to a vendor. For a $10,000 card, that's upwards of $3,000. Is it tough to move them there? Not necessarily. I mean, now granted, you get the five figures, and yeah, there's only a certain buyer pool for five-figure cards. If I were you, Zach, I would hold the big stuff and consign it on eBay. Get get 90% of the value out of it as opposed to 70 And I would bring stuff that is easier to move. Big names. I don't bring obscure stuff to card shows much, like super low-numbered stuff, of, but of just like random, totally out-of-the-box players. I don't care about as much. I generally try to stick to the big names, cards that are easy to move, cards that are very liquid. I think that is the best play, the most productive play at card shows. Here's one last question from Sportsboy. Is there ever a market? Where do you go to get full price? We always talk about like not 70%, 80%, 90%. Where does someone go to sell at full price? Or is that even a thing? eBay, Facebook, or you be the vendor at a card show. Got it. Yeah. Thank you, Michael. Uh, by the way, on Thursday, we will be recording the pod again. We will open with a reflection of NBA finals pricing now that it has dropped. We'll update the sheet we got today because we didn't get to it, and we'll kind of highlight that. That'll be our big picture on Thursday's show. Where are the guys like Steph, Clay, Draymond, Tatum, Brown? What have they done coming off the win or the loss now that the offseason has sunk in? And we'll probably review like you know any news around the draft, any news around free agency. We'll definitely have a little bit more of a top-end, top-heavy NBA show to start. And exciting well, highlights for my vacation. I mean, did Mike go swimming? Did he not did swim? You, and did Gio a, might possibly make an appearance. If that's what you know, what if I hear, if I see in the reviews for the show, if people leave five star reviews and want my dad on the podcast, <laughs> then he will come on on Thursday. If I hear nothing, you will get nothing. I do think you think that's your dad would actually do, do it? it? Of course he would. He doesn't care. Okay. That's exciting. Cool. All right. That is Sports Cards Nonsense brought to you by the Ringer Podcast Network powered by Spotify. Sports Boy, Money Boy, Finance Boy, Jesse is here. Mike, <laughs> Mike W making an appearance with the breaking Kyrie news, which is valuable. Mike Giuseppe's here. Did you know? Sure. You didn't even say, give yourself a little pat on the back. And maybe, you did great. and maybe the original Mike Giuseppe will be here on Thursday if you're lucky. Stop teasing us. See you Thursday. Goodbye. Goodbye. This episode is brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. As a ruthless king builds his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape will fight for the future of apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes, enter the kingdom in IMAX on May 10th and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now.